You're listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, episode 45. Today's episode is with my new friend, Jessica, and we are chatting all about online courses. I know that a lot of you have coaching businesses, and I want to tell you that you don't have to just rely on one-on-one clients all the time. The best way to scale your business is through creating an online course, a group program that you can work with many people instead of just one. You've heard me speak about this many times before, so now let's get into to it with Jessica, who has a background as a teacher and who's going to show us the really important things that it takes to build an effective online group course. You're listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, where we believe business can be simple and you can use your intuition to run towards your goal. Self-made business and success coach, Lindsay Maloney, helps you start and scale your dream coaching business. With her step-by-step intuitive and creative guidance, you'll leave ready to put her tips into action, push your business forward, and work with your dream clients. Lindsay is here to help you get unstuck and structure your brilliance into a coaching business that's sustainable and financially exhilarating. Here's your host, Lindsay Maloney. Before we get started with this episode, I want to talk to you about my program, Standout Coaching Academy, or SOCA as everyone calls it. It's a 90-day program that's going to help you book your dream clients, and this is perfect for you if you are a coach who is ready to create, launch, or scale your coaching business, if you want to fill your calendar up with dream clients who inspire you, and you want to make an impact in the world with work that you feel called to do, I want you to enroll in SOCA. SOCA is an extremely powerful program that will take your coaching business to the next level, and I have three ways that you can join me right now, be a part of the 90-day program, join other like-minded women, network with them, learn the best ways that you can build your coaching business just the way that I have created and scaled mine so you can stop having those sleepless nights with all the information overload and stop doing everything by yourself. So many coaches are struggling to get their businesses started and I want that to stop right now. So I'm inviting you to go to standoutcoachingacademy.com, check it out, and enroll. Jessica, thank you so much for coming on to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I'm so excited to visit with you. So excited to be here. Thank you, Lindsay. You're welcome. Um, You have a really unique business. Um, Why don't you tell us about yourself and your business that you have? Because you are unlike anyone I've ever interviewed before. Sure. Uh, I am part of a family-owned business. It is a mother-daughter business, and that usually raises a lot of eyebrows and reactions ranging from like, oh my gosh, you work with your mom to, oh, I would love to work with my mom. And, you know, honestly, it really is kind of the the best situation I could find myself in. And so um, we do business advising, and my mom focuses on being a business strategist and kind of rolling up her sleeves and getting in the trenches with business owners. And um, what I bring to the business, Lindsay, is it's been this really cool like growth for me. I started out as a high school English teacher and I taught you know freshmen and juniors and literature and how to write. And when I left after six years of teaching, I'm like, what the heck am I going to do with myself? You know, I just saw myself as a teacher and I started seeing that so many entrepreneurs and small business owners wanted to communicate with other, you know, their clients and customers and teaching was such a huge part of that, Lindsay. And I thought, well, you know what? I could show other entrepreneurs how to teach and how to communicate better. And so that's, that's really what I've 
brought to, to our businesses, in addition to being business advisors, you know, I help them teach. That's really important because in, right now everyone wants to put out an online course or a group mm-hmm. program and it's different than working one-on-one with people. It's completely different. And yes. I think, you know, we should all have that um, form of income in our business as, you know, the people that are listening to this either want a group program or mm-hmm. have one, but you, you have to be able to teach effectively. And that's something that sounds like a lot of work probably to people because they're like, I know how to, I know how to get them to this goal. I know how to, I know what I want to teach, but how do I teach it? So it's effective so people can get results. And exactly. You don't see a lot of actual teachers, you know, somebody who comes from the education system step in and say, okay, I can show you guys how to do this. And I mean, you're the first person that I've heard of doing this. So this is really unique. Um, so do you see online, like people who are coming up and with a authoritative figures teaching things and you're thinking, oh my gosh, if they just did this one thing, this would come off so much better. Is there some kind of some red flags that you see out there that kind of make you cringe a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is uh, I see people doing what's called info dumping and a lot of people throw tons of information in their programs and courses at their clients. So it's sort of like taking an encyclopedia and handing it over your over to your client and saying, you know, here's all this information. I'm going to teach everything to you and you're you're going to be, you know, better off than you were before. And when I see that, I think teachers, people who put online courses and programs together, Lindsay, see I'm being valuable if I can give tons of information. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. It's the same um, ethic as saying, if I work harder, I'll make more money. Yeah. It's the opposite. It is. And so what I, one of the first things I ask, uh, you know, a newer client or someone that I'm talking to is, you know, let's not think of this as information dumping. Let's think of this as you're leading people towards an outcome. So rather than being information-based, how can you make this action-based? Because really, people just want solutions to their problems. So however long your online course it lasts, you know, whatever duration it is, it could be, you know, a couple days, it could be a couple weeks, it could be, you know, two months. What is a reasonable outcome for people to achieve by the end? That might be a tough thing for people to comprehend because, you know, they're going off of their journey, which might have taken years. Yes. And that's fine. Um, so they're like, I don't even know how to like face how long I don't want to, I'm not going to sell a program. This is going to take you three years, of course, Right. but they want to make sure that they're getting results. So there's like kind of some magical um, time, time duration numbers that people throw out. Like I have a 90 day program. Mm -hmm. Um, That's pretty popular. And I've even taken surveys like would a 90 day program seem better to you than this length. And that one always wins. Do you, as a teacher, how does that feel for you when you see the 90 days out there? 90 days is usually a really great number, Lindsay, um, I, for, for several reasons. One, um, 90 days doesn't feel like it takes forever, right? Because we kind of live in a culture where people want to see results sooner rather than later. Um, so you don't want to say this is going to take you six months to a year because that, that kind of leaves our clients feeling a little defeated from the beginning, right? Right. So, and then, you know, you have to, as an instructor, like give your clients time to work with the information, 
you know, you, you can't necessarily expect people to do these quick things, you know, just in a span of a couple of days, like it takes time to implement and it takes time to see um, some changes. So, so that's why I think, you know, anything, you know, 90 days, um, even I guess on maybe the shorter end of it could be, you know, eight weeks, but I really don't think anything smaller than that or shorter than that is really going to get your clients like long-term results or changes. Yeah, I agree. I think if you said create your coaching business in 30 days, well, that sounds pretty amazing on the surface. But then once you get in and let's say you're just starting, you have a domain and that's it. There's no way you can get all of the things going in 30 days unless you decided not to sleep for 30 days. But that's not realistic. It just isn't. And I think you have to think about, you know, you, you mentioned something really, really great earlier, Lindsay, where you said, you know, you have to think back to where you were at the beginning of the journey. So thinking of that, think of where your client is at that moment when you're first engaging with them and thinking like, what is going on in their life? What are their challenges? What are they going through? What does their schedule probably look like? You know, 30 days just isn't realistic. So the 90 days, the three months is really where you can, you know, get them some traction realistically. I agree. Um, 90 days, it seems like, okay, I can, I can digest that easily. I know not everything's going to be thrown over to me. So when a client of yours has all this information that they want to give to students, mm-hmm. and I think a lot, a lot of them right away, just, they just want to give everything to them right off yep. the bat. And um, I usually recommend not to do that. What is mm-hmm. your, <laughs> what's your recommendation? Oh, definitely. I a total agreement, Lindsay. Um, you don't want to give everything away for, you know, for multiple reasons. One, people really don't need tons and tons of information. They need focus from you. So you, that when you're clear on a very specific outcome that you want to lead them to, all the information you need to give them is going to lead them to that outcome. So that should help you kind of decide, like, do I really need to give them this or do I really need to teach them this? Um, and then even from there, you can save information for later engagements with them, right? So it could be, you know, the next step with you is um, high-level consulting or coaching, and then you can teach them more in-depth um, content. Mm-hmm. So, so say, save the content because your client doesn't feel any more value from being like pummeled with information. And you don't want to give everything away and feel like, well, wow, what the heck? Like now they have everything from me. Right. Yes. Yeah. I get a lot of um, clients who used to be students because that was their, their step up, you know, you know, sometimes you get clients just from, you know, Google, they stumble upon your site and they never look back, but a lot of them come in from, you know, standout coaching Academy or whatever, because they Mm -hmm. can see that you have good material, you know what you're doing, and then they work up, work their way up. So yeah, I think it's, um, another big question I can see a lot in my world is how do I know if I'm giving too much information? If I have, you know, a one-on-one that I want to upsell when they're done with the program, mm-hmm. where do I draw the line with that? I always say like for me, Lindsay, the North Star is always like, you know, if you're working with a client for say 90 days, like what, what is the, what is the outcome? I always come back to that sort of like a a broken record because, um, if that is the focus point, if your client is really clear on that's what they're working towards, then you can really be, you have to use some discipline, right? And I always had to do this in my own classroom. Like there were activities and things that I loved doing, 
But if that really didn't add to their, um, their skill level or their ability to get to that outcome, then I had to say no, because it was just going to overwhelm them. And it was going to make me feel like I was just like overloading. Yeah. And the main reason people take a course and they invest, you know, a thousand dollars in a program is because they're tired of being overwhelmed. They're tired Mm -hmm. of you know, being buried in all of this content that they've piled on top of themselves. So they're there for clarity and guidance. So if you keep, if you just give them um, three months worth of material because you don't know how to drip it out or whatever it is, I think that is a huge mistake and just cause for disaster. I've had students who say like, oh, I wish I could just have everything all at one time. And those are the students that are like the, the serial um, freebie downloaders and the, exactly. And it's, I, and I just laugh because I say, it's not going to work out for you if I give you everything because you can't do everything all at once anyway. No. No. And that's, I think that's the big thing is you, you think you're being helpful. You come at the table as an instructor, you think like, wow, if I give them all of this, then I'm just going to be even more helpful. But really you're putting the client in a sense of paralysis. Like, where do I start? What do I do with this? Like it kind of just ends up either sitting on, you know, the online course not being accessed or they download it and really don't access it because they're just too busy or they're overwhelmed or they're not sure what to do with it. Hmm. Okay. So another thing that we could chat about is um, how people like to take in content, and mm-hmm. it's not how you want to take in content. It's how you think your your students will best digest it. You know, like I think of medicine, and all my kids are different. One kid will need <laughs> this with their medicine, and this one will just take it, and this one will need this. So everyone's different, but you have to you can't cater that the deliverability to everybody. So right. you have to think of your students. What would what would in the the biggest what's the biggest percentage rate that they'll all accomplish this? And for me, it's, I just do a lot of PDF worksheets and workbooks because I know Mm -hmm. my students love that. I'm not a video person. I don't, I don't have time to watch a bunch of videos. If I bought a course and there's a bunch of videos, I'm probably not going to do it. I don't Mm -hmm. have time. So you have to think about your audience. Is that something that you have to kind of retrain your clients? Like, no, I don't know if your students are going to want to to do this method. What about doing a different way? How do you, how can you help students figure that out when they're just starting? I love that. I love how you're, you encourage people to always like think of the client. And I think that's the biggest thing that that's the biggest shift that I help my clients with initially as well Is it's really not about you. It's about them. And so I, I'm in agreement, Lindsay, with the, the PDFs and the worksheets. I think the biggest thing that I'm seeing now is people just want, like, tell me exactly what I need to do, Lindsay, and tell me how I need to get there. And so they're less interested, I think, generally with the longer, you know, 60-minute videos and more interested in how can I start to take some action and see some results. And so that's why I like workbooks or step-by-step guides and um, you know, any type of PDF that someone could just download and fill out with a little, mm-hmm. and obviously there's some structure to those PDFs and forms, right? Mm-hmm. They're not, they're yep. not really generic. They're really broken down and really purposeful. And I love, um, helping my clients model, like your clients want to see what they need to do and, um, mimic and kind of copy what, what you're doing. Um, so I really, I think that's probably the best way to give your students what they need is to model use stories and give them those PDFs and workbooks. 
Definitely. And, and it goes back to thinking about their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you have a, is, do you have a bunch of moms who are taking your courses mm-hmm. or is it a male community? Like what is your audience and how are they spending their time and what do they enjoy doing? Like mm-hmm. if I look at my husband, he would probably watch a video course. Me, I need to print it so I can go sit and be with the actual paper and, and do the work. That's my favorite, favorite way. And it allows me to ask better questions. And that's another thing that's really important is give your students opportunities to ask questions so they can learn. And yes, huge. I mean, I have students who come on a call with their papers and saying, okay, this is where I had a question. And it's really hard to do that if they had a video because it's just not as as easy to do that. So that's another big thing to think about is what do they enjoy doing and how can they ask good questions? Exactly. And, you know, Lindsay, I've spoken to so many, um, you know, prospective clients and even clients of my own. And I think where I'm seeing the trends kind of going with what people want is they want connection and they want accountability. And they, the self-paced, like kind of do it on your own is it's a great tool to have in your business as a revenue generator, but your clients want connection to you. And so the worksheets or downloadables, um, give them time to apply what they've learned, but more importantly, it gives them time to come to you and get feedback and you can see how they're doing as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I can gauge how well they're doing by the questions they ask. That's very important to me. Um, so when you have clients who are just coming to you and they have an idea, can they come to you because they have an idea for a course and they don't know how to put it out there? Like what is the majority of people you see coming to you that they need help with? You know, it, I see people in you know, a few situations. One, they've, they've maximized how many one-to-one clients they can take on, right? So their calendar is completely full. They're, they have little to no time left. They're like, if I'm going to continue growing this, I've got to do something. Um, I even see people who they've tried putting an online course together, but you've probably heard this. Like I run into people and, and they say, you know what, Jessica, I started putting this together and it's been sitting on my computer for a year. So they get stuck in, you know, the to-do lists and with every good intention, the course just never comes together. And so they really need someone to just kind of sit down and hammer it out with them. And so those are generally the two types of clients that I, I bump into. I hear about that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so it's comfortable. I think that happens because people are so comfortable with creating content. Yes. And then when it comes to like, oh my gosh, pretty soon I got to put this out there. And then yep. mm, let me just rethink everything I did and let me go hide. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, the other thing too, Lindsay, is I run into a lot of people that, you know, they have the active income, like they have one-to-one clients. That's not a problem for them. But they don't have a gigantic email list or they don't have a huge online following. And so they, they're wondering, you know, how can I break out of one-to-one, but also still, you know, leverage myself or scale my business? Like what, what do I do? And so I've encouraged people like, don't let the big list or the technology get in the way, you know, you could take your idea, whatever that course idea is and run a small group beta. Mm-hmm you know, so at least you're still like, you're, you're branching out of the one-to-one, you're shifting into the one-to-many, um, but you're not necessarily having to worry about a huge list or all of the tech that goes with passive online courses. 
Yeah. And it's the, it's the best and really only sustainable way to scale your business. You know, work, mm-hmm. working one-on-one with clients is great, but you can't always work one-on-one with clients. There's no, you can't scale that way because there's no. so many, so many hours in that involved and so much energy. Um, so even if you had all the hours in the day, you don't have all the energy in the world. It's not the best way to grow. No, so the best way to grow your online business, your coaching business is to create a group program. Yes. Because then you can work with many, like you just said, it's completely different working with 10 students and going on one group call than working with 10 one-on-one clients. That's a huge difference in time. And time is so very, very precious. It is. It really is. And I think, I, I love how you just said that, you know, the, the group size does, it's not like you have to sell your first group program to 70 people. Like you could start small and make that, sh- make that shift. Cause it is a shift when you start working with one to many, it's not the same as one to one. And so it allows you to get used to it. And it also helps you free up your time, but you're also still helping people. Agreed. Um, so when people decide, okay, I'm ready to, I'm ready to create an online course, um, but I have no idea how to speak to my students. Do you help them kind of frame um, the best way to communicate with them? Because as a teacher, you obviously have experience in that. Um, I think the speaking part is what keeps people hidden. I mean, yeah, it's easy to give people a PDF and do <laughs> videos or whatever, yep. even audio in the privacy of your office. But when you have to go live with your group and teach them things and go on group calls, um, that makes a lot of people nervous. And yes. how can you kind of talk them through that? Well, I usually give them, you, you know, a framework for, it's kind of like the lesson plan framework I used to use with my high school students. So I say, you know, Whenever you're about to get in front of a group of people um, and teach, you want to start by, you know, start the lesson with the outcome. I always go back to outcome. So even if it's like a quick 30-minute tutorial that you're doing with them, start with, you know, hey, guys, I'm so excited that you're here today. Uh, We're going to focus on, you know, concept A and concept B. And when you start with that way, Lindsay, you start with, you know, this is what we're going to talk about today. This is what you're going to learn you get buy-in. You get people like, okay, I see where this is going. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's a combination of, you know, teach them whatever relevant details or facts you have to in relation to that outcome and include some stories in there. The stories are really important because that's going to allow your clients to see, okay, that's how this information applies to my life and my situation. So it's kind of like a, I give them like a, a four-step framework to, to putting um, a teaching outline or lesson plan together. And, and that's, that's the basis of it. Start with the outcome, include the, the relevant details and facts they need, and then include some stories in there to illustrate. Perfect. So when they're coming up with their lesson plan for each of their modules in their, mm-hmm. in their, in their program, and they're like, okay, uh, stories and that makes me feel like I have to come up with more content. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is a really good point. <laughs> How can we um, break that down a little bit more? Sure. So the stories you, I, I usually give my clients, you know, a, a little formula. So when you think of a story, you want to think, you know, who have I worked with? It could be current clients, past clients. This could be um, details from your own life. So you don't have to go out and read tons of books or go out and watch movies and pull stories from that. Like use your own life and your own clients and your own work as the basis for your stories. 
And so the best examples that I say to make it easy, because you're right, there is that element of like, oh my gosh, now I have to come up with more stuff. <laughs> um, you know, use the clients that you're working with. How can those kind of, those situations relate to what you're trying to teach? So show the, the, the students that you have a certain client's problem that they were experiencing. Talk about an action that you guys took together and then point to the results. Right? I love that. Yeah, I love it. And I kind of teach the same way where I start with the, the transformation that we want to achieve mm-hmm. and then we work backwards and lay it, lay it all out. And sometimes your transformation might be a little bit bigger than next week's transformation. Mm-hmm. So you just need to, you don't have to stay like this module has to have four different trainings. Like they're all different. It's, what, mm-hmm. it's whatever it takes for them to create their runway to hit their destination. It's, they're all different. They're all different topics. So you don't have to just be, you don't have to be perfect. But the, the important thing is, is you go and just do it and teach it. Um, yes. and feel confident in what you're going to say. Yeah, I think that it really should come from the heart because that's what people, people are wanting that level of connection, like I was saying to you. And I think when you come with an enthusiastic um, perspective and you're confident and you're excited, then that's just going to translate to your students as well. They're going to be confident and excited about working with you. Definitely. Um, and I always say, use your own story. You, yes. There's no other way. There is just no other way you're going to um, connect with people if you um, try to rewrite um, somebody else's story and make it your own. You have to use your own. Like yours is so powerful, no matter how boring you think it might be or whatever you think your whatever your story is. Mm-hmm. Yours is powerful, and there's that's why the people paid to hear from you. They're they're going to pay to hear from you because they resonate with what you're saying because you're telling your story. Um, exactly. We can get, we could probably find everything on Google for everything yes. that we wanted. Right. But they're resonating with you because of the way you're, you're, um, you're, you're showing them like, this is possible for you. I'm going to show you my way. And if they can connect with you because you're being your true self, then that's how you build up your um, body of students. Absolutely. I think that's that people kind of like that. Um, door into your life. They see your story. Like you use your life as your inspiration and your teaching, you know, you, that's where you pull stories from. So it could be, you know, your actual story, like how you came to be this, this business owner, but also like kind of the silly example of like taking your dog for a walk and, you know, something that happened, like people love those little details because they want to be reminded like, Oh, you're human too. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of us think that our lives are boring and we shouldn't even talk about them or show pictures of them on social media because who wants to see that? And we kind of have to get over that if we want to stand out. I mean, we can be behind this really pretty Instagram feed that looks perfect. And then, you know, in real life, our, you know, kitchens are a disaster. Our kids are, you know, doing their thing. And it's important to show that stuff because Absolutely. then you get a student who's like, huh, well, my kitchen kind of looks like that today. And my kids are at home from school too, because it's a snow day. Just showing those little peaks into your life. That's what builds students who want to achieve results because they connect with you and they basically want to make you proud. They, yes. they, that's so, that's so huge. I see that so many times when they connect with you, they're, um, their uh, future of their business is so much stronger because you build friendships. And like I said, they just want to make you proud and because you showed who you are and they connect with you that way. 
Yeah. And not only like they definitely want to make you proud and connect with you and it, that's how you build a relationship, right? It's, it's, it goes beyond them just purchasing the program or course from you. Like when you have that level of connection, like they want to continue the relationship with you. They want to continue working with you. Like that's what matters. Yeah. And we all have the courses that we've purchased or even have gotten for free with, you know, something that comes along, who knows? I mean, I see teachable courses that I've gotten for free Mm -hmm. and that I never even went in because I don't know the course creator. I haven't any connection with them. I'm like, oh, I don't feel called to go in here and invest <laughs> my time. But this one yeah. I do because I can connect with the with the teacher very well and or the coach. And so I'm going to do this because I feel like I'm doing it with her. Yes. I, I remember, Lindsay, this was one of those like pivotal moments before I became a teacher. Uh, I was student teaching at the time. And my, my advisor, the, the actual teacher said to me, do you want to know a secret about why students will actually follow through and do the work and like listen to you and, you know, not cause a scene in your classroom. And I spouted out all these, you know, um, policies that you need to implement as a teacher and <laughs> rules and regulations. She's like, no, no, it's actually really simple. It's really whether they like you. Like, honestly, that's, that's as simple as it gets. That's the key to students wanting to come to class to wanting to, to do the work and, you know, in the end, not, not being a behavior problem. And when we think of our clients, it's the same idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Students, clients, you build that know, like, and trust factor. You already got them to know you. Um, Now you keep working on that. So they'll like you. And it is that that's the game that we play. We want, I want my students to like me and I want my clients to like me because they invested in me and I'm, I want to help them. And that's, that's coming off as um, like a heart-centered teacher, a heart-centered coach, because you want to build more than just an income. You want to create connections with people, and that's mm-hmm. that. That makes effective. Um, that's that, that makes courses effective. You could have like the best course online, and it wouldn't be as effective if this if the teacher was completely absent from the process. And, and oh, totally. That's something that we see a lot. Is you buy a course and there's no teacher anywhere and they'll pop in a Facebook group once every month and you're like, Hey, where is, where is everybody? Like I just bought this and there's no support. Right. I don't, I just don't feel right about that. No, I don't either. And I don't think that's what consumers want or or clients want anymore is they, they want a teacher, they want a connection. And if it's, if there's really no instructor present or around, you're not really called or compelled to do the work, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I see. And sometimes it's tempting to even when people are launching a course, they want to do things like scholarships that just kind of flash in my mind because we're talking about school. And yep. they say like, I want to do a scholarship for my program. And I'm in a my in my coaching group. One of the coaches said, okay, I have done scholarships. And let me tell you the students who have re- had results and the students who haven't it's the ones who won the course for free have done nothing with a course. Oh, yes. People who invested in you because they liked you, they have skin in the game. And those are the ones who see results. Exactly. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I, I had a client that did um, a beta group, Lindsay, this past fall. And, you know, she scholarshiped a few people in and they, they were the ones that never showed up that didn't do the work. And so it left her discouraged because she 
felt like people weren't getting results. And, you know, I think there's that perception, like if I invite people in or if I give them this for free, like then they'll, they'll be more compelled to do it, but it's actually Mm -hmm. quite opposite. Yeah, exactly. There's no exchange of energy whatsoever. And that's exactly what happens. Discounting your courses and giving free entries. It's just, it's tempting. I get it. Especially when you're just starting and you just want to fill seats. I totally get it. It's not the way to go because you're, you want results. Their results are yours. So you have to make sure that they um, have skin in the game. Like we said, they know you and they like you, they trust you and they want to make you proud. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I totally get that feeling of that feeling where you just, you're like, I just want to get people in this. I just want to get it off the ground. And, you know, that's when you can kind of play around with the, the pricing and maybe do a beta price. That's probably lower than what you would want to normally charge. But, you know, once you get to the second and third round, that's when you can raise the prices to what it's truly valued at. Um, instead of just keeping the price at what you want it to be and then no one enrolling and then you trying to get people in for free. Right. And it just all comes back to confidence, yep. confidence in yourself and confidence in the content and in lowering your price too. I guess me, I'm a stickler with that. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, I can, I'm like, I can imagine you are. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Um, but do as you wish, whatever makes you happy. But I just don't want people to, I think I see so many people do it in desperation mode Yes, and nothing comes good from going into desperation mode. No. And you know, Lindsay, I think uh, you know, I advocate, you know, if, if, if you're feeling like you want to play with the pricing, cause that's, what's going to make you more confident then go for it. But I think what you said was really important there. Like there needs to be some level of confidence. And I think a lot of people I talk to feel like their content, like that's so obvious to me. Why wouldn't people do this? And I'm like, that's what makes you uniquely special here. Like what's easy for you is not easy for someone else. And I think when you can get in touch with that, you as the, the instructor will feel more confident. Like I can help people with this. What's easy for me is what I can spell out in, you know, baby steps for them to do. Exactly. I mean, everyone knows something. I mean, they, we could create a billion online courses, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure people have their wheels turning while they're listening to this episode. Like I know how to do this really good. Mm-hmm. And I think I could show somebody how to do this where do they even start? How can they get started if they're, if they really resonate with what you're saying and they, of course they love you, how can they get started and just kind of feel their way around this world here, this course design world? Well, I would first, yeah, I would get in touch with like, what is it that seems to kind of come easy for me? Like some people are like really, really great at um, social media or they're really gifted with like marketing or Facebook ads or copywriting. Like, so what comes easy for me is the first thing I would figure out. And then from there, you want to you want to then determine what is it that the market is needing? What is it that they want? Because for me, Lindsay, when I was first stepping out of teaching, like people really weren't interested in like the actual art of teaching. They weren't interested in like the theory behind putting a lesson plan together. No, mm-hmm. they just wanted to figure out how can I get this information out of my head and organize? Like that was really the bottom line. So you want to then figure out how can I take this gift that I have, something that's really easy for me and present it in such a way that my people would actually buy it. And so that's when you want to talk with either current clients that you have, um, past clients that you've had, or interview people who are sort of your ideal clients. It's kind of getting in their head and figuring out what is the pain that you're having and how can my gift, my unique talent solve that, solve that pain or problem. 
Awesome. Um, and, and that might feel really overwhelming to somebody when they're just kind of exploring this world. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have people like you who can help. Yep. Um, tell us about what you do. And if people want to go check out your packages, um, what's their first step there? Uh, so the first step would be, well, let me explain how I help my clients. So you're right. I think a lot of people um, get very overwhelmed when they want to take a step into putting a program or a course together because there are a lot of parts to it. And so where I help my clients, Lindsay, is um, with that, like, what is the idea going to be? What does the market want? And then how can we get that? How can we shake that information out of your head and organize it? And so it's really collaborative. I sort of hold my client's hand through the entire process. And um, the best way to get in touch with me, um, I have a free gift that I would love to share with your um, listeners. Yeah, definitely. And that is a downloadable, like this is the framework. This is the, this is the way I help my clients get their information out of their heads. So it's an online course um, framework or outline. It's pretty comprehensive, but it, it, like you said throughout, like, this can be overwhelming. So I tried to simplify the process and this is how I help my clients go through that. So I'd love to share that with um, your listeners. Definitely. And we'll put that in the show notes for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, from there um, I'm on Facebook. Uh, my first name is Jessica. My last name is pronounced Terzakis. I think you'll, you'll spell that out in the show notes, Lindsay, I'm sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then I'm also on Instagram as well with um, same first name and same last name. Awesome. I'm excited. I think this is going to be so helpful for our audience because everyone I think has stars in their eyes and they think about the potential with group programs because the potential is absolutely endless. And sometimes you just need somebody to help you take all these ideas that you have all over the place and put them together so you can create a substantial income for your business and for your family. Yes. And that's the thing is I, I, I just don't think entrepreneurs have to do it all on their own. There, there are lots of people that can help out. And so I love that that's sort of the, the thought that you're leaving them with. Yeah, I do too. This is great. Thank you so much for being on, Jessica. It was so Thank wonderful you. having you. Thank you. Want 10 ways for you to start booking your dream clients? I created this workbook for you because I wanted to share my best tips on how I book mine. You're not going to believe how easy these are, and I know you'll be able to take my tips and put them into action ASAP so you can start working with your dream clients. To grab the workbook for free, all you have to do is go to lindsaymaloney.com podcast. Hey coaches, are you a member of the Book Your Dream Clients community yet? Because you should be. Just go to dreamclientcommunity.com to request free access. We do fun things like website audits, challenges, and we even have a book club. Join the free Dream Client community now and we'll see you there. Thank you so much for listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. If you want to find out more information how you can work with me, just head on over to my website, lindsaymaloney.com. You will be able to see how you can work with me privately or in a group setting. I'm all about helping you start and scale your coaching business, so I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a rating and review. And if you want bonus points, take a screenshot of a review and tag me on your Instagram story. I'd love to see it and share it with my audience. And plus, you don't want to miss another episode.